And good evening, this is Quintus Curtius, and welcome back to Fortress of the Mind podcast. And this podcast is going to be about cultivating your sense of awe. Cultivating your sense of awe. And I got the idea to do this subject in this podcast from an email that I recently received from a reader of Fortress of the Mind. And I like this email because it brings out a lot of the questions that I get from young guys who are trying to basically find their way in their world and they don't have a lot of guidance and they're not really being provided a lot of guidance from their instructors or from their peers or parents or any of the older guys that they know. And it's, you know, when I read things like this, it kind of makes me sad in some ways because it just is a reminder to me just how badly I think that our society has let down younger men and by not training them and just by essentially abandoning abandoning them to the rapacity of the the modern media age where they get nothing but negative inputs and advice on how not to be a man so it's it's really kind of tragic but I'll I'll read a little bit of his email basically he says um you know currently a question I I have found uh, and his English is not perfect, so I'm assuming this guy is uh, is a foreign guy, but he doesn't really say where he's from. But he says, basically, he says, currently a question I have found myself pondering is the subject, have younger males lost their sense of drive, motivation, or flame? I see it more and more in the use of social media, the gossiping like women, no self-motivation to do something more than just coast along in life. And then he also talks about uh, is this something that's happened to us at an early age? You know, he says, I grew up in a traditional family. I had both good and bad from his traditional background and from his current Western background. And he's basically comes to the conclusion, he says, look, he says, is there anything I can do to cultivate passion and drive? Is, just, is, is this just something intrinsic that someone has within themselves? Or is this something that can be learned and acquired through practice of certain habits and things like that. So this, obviously, this is one of these very, very broad questions, and we could spend hours answering it and pondering it and going through it, because essentially he's touching on basically what is the plight of all of us, all all modern man, because no one really has the answers to this. Anyone who says that they have all the answers to these questions is either deluding themselves or deluding you. But I think what we can try to do, and what I've tried to do in my writings, is pick out certain facets of the male experience that need to be discussed. You know, pick out certain learning points, pick out certain moral points and ethical points, and try to emphasize those. And for some reason, when I was reading this email, the thing that came to mind to me the most was something I read in this I just finished a recent biography of Albert Einstein. Very, very good biography. And what the author talked about, his name was Walter Isaacson, he talked about that all great men, all great thinkers, have within them what I would call a sense of awe. A-W-E, awe. A sense of awe. And this is something that we find from the greatest scientists who ponder the nature of the universe down to the literary types, the poets who maybe try to pick out the universes that are, can be found in a blade of grass or a, a tree trunk or a porcupine or whatever, the types of things that they write about. 
the sense of awe, and I and I would agree with that, and and I tied that into this email that I got. For some reason, I think that the the biggest thing that I think a young guy can try to cultivate, or one of the biggest things anyway, in his mental conditioning, is the sense of awe at the universe, or the sense of awe at things in general, the sense of wonder. I guess it comes down to an idealistic sense, and that seems to be the the one thing that's lacking that I see in a lot of young guys. Uh, today, everybody, and it's it, a lot of it's not their fault because I think all of us nowadays are so plugged in and are on such program mode that we rarely have time to stop and smell the roses, to really ponder what we see around us, to really appreciate the beauty that's in, you know, a, a drop of water or a blade of grass or or whatever. And, you know, you can say, oh, yeah, well, that's, you know, Quintus, that's just bullshit. I don't care about that. And But, yeah, and you can say that. That's fine. But you'd be wrong. And I would, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Because it's just that sense of idealism. It's just that sense, that spirit of inquisitiveness, of curiosity, is what drives men to do great things. You know, it's easy to put others down. It's easy to say someone's being a fool or someone is delusional, or someone is not living in quote-unquote reality. But it's those quirky individuals that cause all the rest of us to step outside of our comfort zone and to question things that we might never have questioned. You know, one of Einstein's great strengths was he was able to visualize things in ways that other people were not. He 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 could approach mathematical and physical problems in a spatial dimension in a in a way of, of visualization that others could not do and this is something his biographer talks about this is not something i'm just making up and this is this is something that is actually documented and you know i, I think this is the kind of thing that really made him great in many ways he never lost his sense of awe and this was one of the reasons why he could never bring himself to accept the reality of, of quantum, uh, you know, quantum physics and quantum theory was that he felt deeply disturbed by the fact that there might be randomness lurking at the heart of things in the universe. He could never quite accept that. For him, this sense of awe that he had, this sense of grandeur of the universe's grand design, there always had to be some sort of determinism to it. There had to be some causality there had to be the idea that things existed independently of whether we viewed them or not, which is what quantum mechanics tells us is true, that, that in some ways things do not really have an independent existence in many ways until we observe them. In any case, I don't want to get into a, a physical discussion of that, but the point is the sense of awe. He never lost that sense of awe. And you know, a lot of the things that I've written about in some of my books have been uh, discussions of the careers of great scientists or men of medicine or law or, or you know, any great endeavor. And all of these guys had that same sense of wonder at the, at the world, at the universe, a sense of awe. And the great poets also had it too. You know, there's, um, there are a lot of great poets who have, and I'm not a big poetry fan, I don't really read a lot of it, but every now and then it's nice to dip one's... Uh, beak into some of the some of the poets and see what you can find there and sometimes it's very nice you know it adds a lot to the dimension of your reading you know it, it kind of adds richness and depth to things 
And lately, this poet that I've been looking at is one that uh, you probably have not heard of, and I had not really had any experience with him until very recently. The poet Claudian. Claudian, he was a, um, a Latin poet associated with the Emperor Honorius, um, and he flourished around you know, 370 to 404 AD. And um, his stuff is of varying quality, but some of it is very, very good. Some of his poems are very good. And what I like about him is he also had that sense of awe. He could take, he had the power to take in very, very elegant Latin verse, he could take a an animal as simple and as, as humble as a porcupine and write a very, very nice poem about the porcupine. And, and, you, you, and you might think, okay, what is there to talk about? Well, there's a lot to talk about. Basically, he says, uh, he's got, he talks about his long snout, his stiff bristles, his horns that stand up on his forehead, his red and fierce and fiery eyes, he's, his, the short legs that he has on his back, and the threatening and glistening thicket that grows all over his back and how and he talks about how that thicket of quills is like the missiles that the the uh, Parthian warriors let fly from their bows as they attack their foes. I mean all these very very nice analogies, very very uh you know, very very um subtle but yet vivid analogies which shows that this is someone who's attuned and has a sense of wonder and a sense of awe at even the humblest animals. And that's really what made him great. Who else could do this? Who could take a you know, a viewing of a of an animal or a vegetable or mineral and weave a very, very elegant poem about it? You know, and in this in this um if you're interested in in um in seeing this, it's in it's in the collection of his shorter poems, and this is, looks like it's book um, book 45, and this is the Loeb series of Claudian, volume volume 2 of the Loeb series that I'm looking at here, but it's very, very nice. And another one of his poems that I think um, that showcases Claudian's sense of awe at the world <clears throat> is another shorter poem. And this one is about, um, it's, it's, it's just an incredible poem. It's, it's a uh, the title is um, uh, De Cristalo Cui Aqua Inerat, which means basically on a crystal that's enclosing a, a drop of water. And this is a poem that's about an ice crystal, and it hasn't frozen completely. There is a drop or a couple drops of water inside this large ice crystal, and he, the poet goes through all this detail about how it's a freak of winter, and it's a uh, a uh, a jewel in the crown of nature and and uh, you know safely hidden away inside it is a, like a hidden spring and a stream and and how children love to handle it and and all these very very nice analogies which paints a very very vivid picture but it 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 triggers the, the people that would read these poems they would appreciate this sort of thing and in those in in you know, before our modern era, when we were beset on all sides by this oppressive technology, when we were not bombarded 16 hours a day with cell phones, with smartphones, with phone calls, with emails, with all these things, we had a chance to process all these things. And we had a chance to cultivate our sense of awe, which we don't really get to do now very much. 
So you've got to unplug. You've just got to. For your own sanity, for your own health, I think it's become more important than ever now to find ways to unplug from the matrix. If you need to take a retreat, take a retreat. If you need to take a sabbatical, take a sabbatical. Maybe that's something we should bring back is the idea of the sabbatical, this idea where you stop everything and you go somewhere to study. I mean, in the olden days, people did that all the time. They went on religious retreats. They went on sabbaticals. They went um, uh, on pilgrimages. They did all these. These things didn't just have spiritual significance. They also had emotional significance because if you stay plugged in into your own head, for years after years after years, you're going to eventually go nuts. So you've got to find ways of breaking out of that routine and cultivating that sense of awe. So if I saw this, and this uh, this guy that wrote me the email, his he went um, his name was Will, W I L L. You know when he talks about have young guys lost their sense of drive, motivation, or flame. Uh, yes and no. I mean, it's not really their fault. I, I think in the, they're certainly very different from younger guys, you know, of obviously, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Uh, is it their fault? No, not really. I mean, everyone is a product of the environment that they grow up in. Everyone is essentially doing the best they can to try to survive in the world that they found themselves thrust into. And the younger guys are no exception. You know, it's it's not their fault. I just think that they really are suffering for the fact there are no mentors, there are no role models. I can't tell you how many how many emails I've gotten just from guys that have just said, you know, I never really had any interest in the classics or I never had any interest in these old historical topics until you somehow put it in a framework that I that made it accessible and understandable for me and made it engaging and, and relevant. And to me that's maybe the highest compliment that I can get is by triggering those latent interests that people will have in these subjects. So anyway, the the gist of what I'm trying to get at is cultivate your sense of awe. You know, never lose that. And I think all creative people share that in common, like I said at the beginning of this podcast. All creative pre- people share it whether they're scientists, scholars, poets, you know, religious leaders, whatever. You know, you've got to have a sense of, of idealistic wonder at the world. You know, nothing is more pathetic and no person is more dead inside than the person who has no sense of of wonder at anything. You know, you can talk to someone about some great thing you saw you went you traveled somewhere and you saw some incredible waterfall or, um, you know, Iguazu waterfalls in Brazil, you you saw some great thing, or the great Grand Canyon or whatever, and then you look at the person that you're talking to and you get this glazed look in their eyes, and they're, they're just dead inside. You can just see inside, they're just, some, the light has gone out. They're just dead. And when you see that, you know, man, that that's the saddest thing in the world is to see those dead, lifeless eyes, like a, you know, like a doll's eyes. So cultivate your sense of awe. And, you know, the next time you are looking around for some poems to read, you might want to think of Claudian. You might want to think of some of his stuff, which might help you to bring back that that sense of awe. So that will conclude the podcast for this episode. I'm Quintus Curtius, 
And this podcast was brought to you courtesy of Fortress of the Mind Publications. And if you enjoyed it, I would ask you to go to iTunes and rate me on iTunes. I would also ask if you've bought one of my books and you enjoyed it to go to Amazon.com and write a short review of the book or a long review, whatever you prefer. Uh, Even a few sentences. It all helps. It all helps to uh, get the books noticed. And I would certainly appreciate that. Until next time, I'm Quintus Curtius. Good night.